This is What The Flux. I'm Brett. And I'm Justin. And it's Monday the 14th of December. How about this, Justin? Mm-hmm. 22% of companies didn't pay tax at all in Australia last financial what? year. That's according to the Australian Tax Office. I think they'd know. <laughs> Seems a little bit unfair. <laughs> Brett, Australian company CSL has had its COVID vaccine trial stopped Ooh. after the trials resulted in a couple of false HIV positives. Mildly concerning, Justin. Very concerning. Fortunately, we have three really reassuring stories today. Let's do it. For our first, Airbnb's share price rocketed 115% in its IPO debut and its valuation hit over $130 billion. The world has gone wild and this is (laughs) hot on the heels of DoorDash's monster IPO. So what's the story, Brett? I got to tell you one thing straight, Justin. Mm -hmm. These numbers mean that Airbnb is worth more than many of the biggest hotel chains in the world. That'd be names like Marriott, Mm -hmm. the Hilton, the Hyatt, you know, that crew. And as of the end of September, Mm -hmm. Airbnb had more than 7 million listings in more than 220 places around the universe. That is big. So what's the key learning here? Airbnb's moment in the IPO sun is right now. (laughs) Since it was founded in 2007, 2008, Mm -hmm. Airbnb has had to overcome many hurdles to get to this moment. We're talking regulatory battles with local and state governments. Plus, Airbnb has also had to contend with the misuse of Airbnb rental properties for uh, house parties. <laughs> Guilty. And all of this before a global mm. pandemic. Now, this really shows that Airbnb is a company that knows how to navigate complexity and really overcome obstacles. And Brett, investors like that a lot. Yep, which explains why Airbnb shares more than doubled on its debut. For our second story, Australian Super has said it wants to become a $300 billion behemoth super fund. Huge numbers, Justin. Really huge. So tell me, what is the story here? Well, Australian Super is a superannuation fund that was only established around 14 years ago. And um, it has just a casual 2.3 million members. (laughs) About 10% of the Australian workforce. (laughs) Now, last week, Oz Super sounded the alarm. It passed the $200 billion assets mark. And now they've said, you ain't seen nothing yet. We have way bigger goals. And now just for context here, Justin, that $200 billion means that Oz Super is by far the largest super fund in the nation. So what's the key learning here? Most superannuation funds invest in a broad mix of asset classes like shares, mm. like property, yep. you got some loans, and a bit of private equity. They are extremely conservative mm-hmm. because they're investing money on behalf of their members, like you or me. Who are relying on their superannuation as their nest egg for retirement. But as Australian Super has grown in recent years and has cash to splash, Mm -hmm. it has actually become more aggressive in its investment strategy. Case in point, Brett, last week they made a takeover bid for a New Zealand-based clean energy investor for $5.1 billion. And this attempt to take over a big company is a good indication of where big super funds are going to head in the future. For our third and final story, the Australian arm of PepsiCo is bringing forward some spend of around $150 million for things like automation yep. and new capacity after their sales went bananas this year. Sounds um quite tasty, mm-hmm. Justin, so tell me more. Well, PepsiCo is Australia's largest snack food company and they make some delicious snacks. I'm talking Doritos. I'm talking Twisties. I'm talking Smith chips and Red Rock Dilly <laughs> chips. Yummy. Now, Brett, PepsiCo in Australia and New Zealand invested over $100 million 
billion in the past four years to ramp up the company's growth. And it worked. As a result, PepsiCo sales rose 8 to 9% this year. And now PepsiCo is keen to bring forward $150 million of capital investment that it planned to actually spend over the next five years. And why are they doing this? Essentially because they want to take advantage of the federal government's $26 billion business expense tax break. <laughs> okay, so what's the key learning here? The government has a range of tax and grant incentive programs mm-hmm. to incentivize companies to invest locally. That'd be manufacturing locally. That'd be growing locally. And of course, employing locally. While some manufacturers have been closing plants and shifting their productions to countries around the world, PepsiCo is actually doubling down in Australia. And Brett, in cases like these, it's actually kind of a win-win. PepsiCo keeps Aussies employed locally. And in exchange, the government gives some pretty tasty tax deductions. Fluxfam, you know what is the best feeling? Knowing that you are on top of all the business news. So make sure you're following or subscribing to the What The Flux podcast. Hit that big, beautiful green button if you're listening on Spotify. Thanks for listening and we'll see you tomorrow.